With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Kedushin, Daflamid Vav, page 36. We begin on the top line, and we're going to give a little bit of an introduction. At the end of the last daily daf, so we said, on the, da- on the bottom of Lamed Hayma Beis, page 35b, so we said that Isi says that women are excluded from the Isra, from the prohibition of creating a boldness on their heads, corresponding to between their eyes. So the Gemara gave one explanation of how we know that. Now Abai is going to give an alternate explanation. Abai, Amar Hanitami the Isi, what's the reasoning of Isi? The Gemara, Korcha, Korcha, Mibinei Aaron. We learn out Exera Shava, it says Korcha here, it says Korcha, in regards to the sons of Aaron, the Kohanim are not allowed to create any kind of boldness on their heads. Just like in regards to the children of Aaron. So it says, Bene Aaron, the sons of Aaron, and doesn't say the daughters of Aaron, and women are excluded. So to over here, only men and not women, women are excluded from the prohibition of causing a boldness corresponding to between their eyes. And when we talk about between the eyes, we're not talking about the unibrow hair, but we're talking about the hair that's on the head that corresponds between the eyes. Just like over there, women are exempt, so over here. Now the Gemara does a similar shock of attire, a similar back and forth to what we had on Lamed Hema Beis. The Gemara says, we have a, we're challenging what we just said. We're saying like this. If it would be true that when it says B'nai Aaron, the sons of Aaron, and it's saying not the daughters of Aaron, and it's going on all of the prohibitions that are said in regards to the children of Aaron, so we don't need the Xerishav initially Kramine. So let's be quiet from the Xerishav of the Kavachomer and learn it out from a logical derivation. We would say like this. If we find in regards to Kohanim that the Torah has many extra commandments in regards to them, thus it's more stringent. B'nai Aaron below B'nos Aaron, nevertheless, there's a leniency that only the sons and not the daughters of Aaron are included Yisrael or Koshikain. So certainly, in regards to a regular Jew, which doesn't have as many prohibitions as a Kohen, certainly in regards to causing a boldness on the head, certainly only men have a problem and women don't. Sigmar says, Elag Shava, we need this Shava because if not for the Gzir Shava, we would think, as we said earlier, that there's a break, and therefore, when it says Bnei Aaron, the sons of Aaron, not the daughters of Aaron, it's only going on the first prohibition which is described there, which is the prohibition against becoming Tamei Lameis, com- coming into close contact with the dead. Only that's the case. So the Gemara says, wait. So now that we have the Gzir Shavah, so what does that help us? It helps us to say that when it says Bnei Aaron and not Benos Aaron, that it's only going on the sons and not the daughters of Aaron, it's going on all the cases, including Karcha, even the boldness, that it only applies as a prohibition on man. So the Gemara says, wait, Hashanami Nema Hivzika Inin, we should still say that it's not going on that. Why? And if you want to tell me the reason that we learned it out, that it does go on all the other prohibitions, and it says that it's only men and not women, is from this Gzir Shavah, we need that Gzir Shavah for something else, like the Tanya for the following Brisa. It says like this, says, You're not allowed to create a boldness. So you might think that even if you did four or five different times, so you would only have one time that you've transgressed it. That's why it says, It says it twice. This is to teach you that every single time you create a boldness, a separate time is a separate transgression. What does it teach us by saying on one's head? It says, You can't rip your skin and you can't make a boldness corresponding to between one's eyes for a dead person you might think that the only place on the head you would be transgressing is only if it's on the hair that's corresponding to between the eyes in other words color how do we know that it includes actually the entire head, anywhere on the head, even in the back of your head, the side of your head, whatever? That's why it says on the head. This teaches you that anywhere on the head that you're going to create a baldness because somebody died and out of grief you're ripping out your hair. So it's the same as if you did it in between your eyes, which is explicitly forbidden. 
All I know is that this is reference to a coin. Because the Torah says that there are greater prohibitions for a coin. How do I know? How do I know that it applies also to a regular Jew? It says Karcha by a coin. This is Karcha by Yisrael. Just like in regards to a Kohen. So every time you do it, it's a separate prohibition. And it applies everywhere on the head. So to a regular Jew. So wherever you do it, it's going to be a uh, prohibition, and however many times you do it, it's also going to be a separate prohibition for each time. And just like a regular Jew, so when is it a prohibition only if it's being done out of grief over a dead person? So to by Cohen, also the prohibition is only regards to doing it for a dead person. So what do we see? We see we need the Gzair Shav to teach us those laws. How can you tell me that the Gzair Shav is coming to teach you that it's that it's not Hivsaka Inyan, that everything that it says B'nai Aharon and not B'nos Aharon, that says only the sons and not the daughters of Aharon also applies to the prohibition of creating baldness on the head. So the Gemara answers that we we actually use the Gzeir Shavar for both because if it only was going on that, let it say baldness without the hay. My karcha, why did it have to say karcha, the boldness, and add the extra hay? Shamas me not tired to this, it's coming to teach you that you make all of these lessons, you learn out everything from that. You learn out all the things that we said, that you have each and every each and every time that you do the boldness is considered a separate thing, etc. And it also teaches you that just like women are exempt in regards to a Kohen, that it's not just going on the first case, it's going on all of the cases of the prohibitions of the Kohen, and therefore it also applies to a regular Jew that only men are are prohibited from creating this boldness, but women are not. Rava Amar, Rava gives a different explanation for Isi, how we know that women are not included in the prohibition of causing this boldness. How does Isi know this? Because he learns out from Bene Nechem from Tefillin. It's just like in regards to Tefillin. So it says Bene Nechem, and women are exempt from Tefillin. So to over here, where it says Bene Nechem, it's prohibited to cause this boldness between the eyes. Women here too are exempt from this prohibition. What does Rava not explain? Why doesn't he learn like Abaye? The only way that we could learn like Abaye is if we assume that the Torah could have written Korach, but instead it wrote Korcha. But Rava doesn't hold that way. He holds that the Torah would not have written Korach, and therefore you can't make such a drasha. Abaye, what doesn't he say like Rava? So we respond to him and say, Tefillin, we need this Gzereshava of Bein Enechem to teach you in the other direction, to learn out from the prohibition of causing this boldness between the eyes. Just like when we talk about causing this boldness, it doesn't mean literally between the eyes, but it means on top of the head. So too in regards to tefillin, so we're talking about on the top of the head. So we're not making the drusha the other way, holds Abayah. Abayah holds we're only making the drusha from the prohibition of causing boldness to tefillin, but not in the other direction. Whether according to Abayah or Rava, what did they do with the original explanation that we said on 35b, on Lamed Hema Beis, in yesterday's daf? What did they do with that explanation? Where we said, it's only applies to the sons and not to the daughters. So, they need that verse for the following b'risa. The verse says, you are sons to Hashem your God. Only when you behave in a way that you are sons, that's when you're called the sons of God. If you don't act in the proper way, so then you're not called sons according to Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Meir says, however, either way, you're still called sons. God loves us unconditionally. No matter what we do, Hashem still 
calls us his son Shnemar. And he brings numerous verses to prove this point. As the verse is, They are foolish sons. And the verse says, There are many sons amongst them that are not faithful. That God refers to the people of Israel as the seed of the evil, evil ones, sons who are destroying. And in place of them being referred to as those who are not my nation, we refer to as the sons of the living God. In all of these verses, we see that despite the fact that they're not doing what's correct, they're still called they're still called the sons of Hashem. My Va'oimer, why do we have to keep bringing all of these different verses? What was wrong with the first verse? Vichitema, so we're going to explain like this. Vichitema sichli hu dimikri bini, maybe only if they're foolish are they still called sons. Maybe when they lose their faithfulness to God, maybe they're not called sons. Tashema, that's why I bring the second pasuk, Va'oimer bonim le'emumbam, the verse that says that they are unfaithful children. They're still called sons, even though they're unfaithful. It's only when they're unfaithful and not performing the commandments that they're called that they're not that they're still called sons. I'm sorry. Maybe when they're serving idolatry, maybe they're not called the sons of God anymore. That's why we bring this the third verse. The seed of the evil ones, the sons who are destroying. What are they doing to destroy? They're serving of what is it? They're serving idolatry. Nevertheless, they're still called sons. Maybe it's only when they're doing this destructive act of Avodah Zarah that they're still called sons. But they can never return to the state that they were in before. Tashamah, that's why we bring this verse. In place of being referred to as a nation that's no longer my nation, they'll be referred to as the sons of the living God. Now we begin the Mishnah. The different rituals that are involving the carbonus of the sacrifices. So the first one we're talking about here is smicha, where a person places his hands on the sacrifices he's brought to bring. Tenufos is referring to the waving that's done to certain sacrifices. Hagosha is actually bringing the sacrifice on the altar. Vakamitsos, and also taking the handful of a flower offering. Vaktares, and bringing it upon the mizbeach, bringing it on the altar. Vamalikos, and the special slaughtering of a bird. Vakabalos, receiving the blood. Vahazois, and the sprinkling of the blood. Noyagim vahanashim binashim. All of these things, they're only done by men and not by women. Chutz, except for Mimincha Soita, Unazira, this the the flower offering of a sota and a woman who makes herself a nazir, Shahime Nifos that they actually do do the waving. Smichos, how do we know that this applies to placing one's hands on the sacrifices about to bring? Because the verse says, Speak to the people, the sons of Israel, and they will do smicha, they will place their hands upon their sacrifice. Only the sons of Israel are the ones who are going to place their hands on a sacrifice. But women do not do that. We said the waving is only done by men. Because the verse says, Speak to the sons of Israel, and they will do this waving ceremony. Only the sons of Israel do this, the daughters of Israel do not. Bringing the korbanos, we said it's only done by men. This is the law of the flower offering. It is brought by the sons of Aaron. The sons and not the daughters of Aaron. We said there's a handful that's taken only by the men. It will be brought to the sons of Aaron and they will take this handful of the flower offering. Again, it's the sons of Aaron and not the daughters of Aaron. Bringing the offering. The verse says, 
Yikiru Oso B'nei Aaron. It will be brought by the sons of Aaron. B'nei Aaron, but B'nei Aaron. Again, it's the sons and not the daughters. Hamelikos, the special way of slaughtering the bird, which was done with a sharp fingernail. So that's only done by men. The Chseva's verse says, Umolak Vehiktir. It shall be slaughtered in a special way and it will be brought. Iskish Maliko Haktara. So we have a connection between Haktara and Maliko. Just like the Haktara, the bringing of the sacrifice of a bird is only done by a male. So to the Maliko, the special slaughtering is only done by a male as well. Hakabalois, receiving the blood, the Chseva's verse says, Vikrivu B'nei Aaron. It will be brought. To, uh, by the sons of Aaron, Vomar Mar, and it was stated by Mar, we turn to Lamavav on base, page 36b, Vikrivu Zukabolus Hadam. This is the acceptance of the blood. And so here again it says, Bene Aaron and not Benosan, the sons and not the daughters of Aaron. Vahazois, and the sprinkling. Haza Dehecha. What are we talking about here when we're talking about the sprinkling? Idepara, if we're talking about the sprinkling of the red heifer, Elazar Kasabot, it says it has to be the high priest. Idepnim, if we're talking about the sprinkling that takes place in the holy. Meaning the Kodesh. Hakoyan Mashiach Kasubah says that the sprinkling is only done by the high priest. It's not even done by a regular priest, so certainly not by a woman. de Ben Of. What are we talking about here to exclude a woman? We're talking about the sprinkling that's done in regards to a, a sacrifice of a bird. The Asibah we learn it out of a logical derivation. Mi Ben Son, from the sacrifice that's done of a sheep. Ma Ben Son, In regards to a sheep offering, so it's, we don't need a coin to actually do the, the slaughtering. But nevertheless, we need a coin meaning a male, to do the sprinkling. Ben Of, so in regards to a bird, so we do need the slaughtering, the special slaughtering of a bird to be done by a male Kohen. Certainly, a male Kohen is the one who has to do the sprinkling as well. We said in the Mishnah that the exception is that a woman herself does indeed do the tenufa, the waving of her flower offering in regards to a sota and a zira. said to Rabbi Yoshia, who was in his generation, meaning the Rabbi Yoshia, who was basically on his level or maybe a little bit lower than him, he said the following statement, Don't sit on your legs until you explain to me the following concept, the following thing that we learned. How do we know that a flower offering of a sota requires it be waved? So he said, what do you mean? What's the question? It says this in the verse, that it has to be waved. The flower offering of the sota has to be waved. Rather, he meant, the question was, how do we know that it has to be done by the owners? We learn it out from Xavier Shava of Yad. It says in both places, and, and it says it over here, and in regards to Shlomim. Ksiv hacha, it says over here, Velaka hakoimiyata isha, the coin shall take it from the hand of the woman. Ksiv hacha, it says over there, Yadav tevi'ena, his hands shall bring it. Makan kayin aflahalan kayin, just like over here, we're talking about the coin waving, it's over there. Malahalan bailan, and just like over there, the owners are also involved in the waving, afkan bailan. So over here, the owners are involved. Okay, so how does this work? Kayin makhne se tacha asyad bailan, the coin places his hands underneath the hands of the owner, umenif, and together, they wave it. So we find that in regards to a sota that a woman is actually obligated to wave it herself. So, nizir minolan, how do we know that this also applies to a woman who makes herself into a nazir? So we learn that Xer Shabbat says by nizir, it says the word kaf, and it says by sota the word kaf. So just like by sota, the woman herself actually does the waving, so by nizira, the woman herself actually does the waving. We'll begin the next Mishnah, Bezus Hashem, with God's help, in the next daily daf.